Welcome to the Want to Learn Podcast. I'm here with Tony Rodriguez, who is from Spain, the southern part of Spain, Andalusia province. And he has been traveling to more than half of Africa. Right now he's in country number 36 out of the 54 African countries. And he's been doing it just like I did overland, just pugnaciously pushing through with his own car. But his mission is quite different than mine. He's been out there promoting basketball. So welcome. Now, how, how is your um, French compared to your English? Well, on peut parler le français. I have been living in, in France when I was uh, 21, playing in third division basketball as an Erasmus program when I changed from Sevilla to Nantes, in, close to Paris. And then, for sure, I have been practicing a lot of French uh, because of the West Africa. Your English and your French are about a similar level, would you say? Well, basically, yeah, yeah, it could be similar. Uh, the more I read in English, the more synonym, the more ways to describe the situation, the, the experience, the histories to people that maybe they don't have English as a first language, but they can react in the moment because they feel and they enjoy and they understand and comprehend the, the, the purpose of the conversation. Right, right. Okay, good. Yeah, because one thing is makes a big difference in, in West Africa is the ability to speak French. In fact, I think about 45% of African countries speak French. So it's a, just a very useful language. And only, But you've been to Equatorial Guinea? Why? It would be great because I am talking Spanish, so I will cross that border. It would be fun. I will enjoy it with my language. Yeah, I mean, I mean one thing that the, the key point is that, that I want to make is, and a lot of people don't know that, is that Equatorial Guinea is the only country in Africa that speaks Spanish as their official language. And so that's why I was curious. You must have felt at home there, and, and yet you were saying that people are kind of more skeptical, a little bit suspicious. Equatorial Guinea is a kind of a, a, a unique country, not just linguistically, but in other aspects as well. It has the highest GDP per capita. It's the richest country on a GDP per capita basis in Africa. And it has that's mainly because they have a lot of oil and a small population. But go ahead. So how was your experience there? You went to Bata and Malabo or just uh, were you able no, no, to get no, in? I know it's hard to get a visa. Well, well, it's, it's hard to get there. That's why I was telling you that it was not possible when I proposed to the Basketball Federation to be involved in this program and then take five of them to Spain in 2020. Because now if you can ask or we talk about the program, so without any sign of the Ministry of education, sport, any other ministry in the government of Engema, more than 30 years ruling a totalitarian government in Guinea Equatorial. So it's almost impossible to go inside if you don't do it clandestine in the land, in the continental. For sure, obviously, if you want to go to Malabo, you have to have that, that official letter of the ministry to, mm. to go there. Yeah. For me, so I have you, to go. Not yet. I, I have not been yet there. So did you get to go clandestine or did you just no, uh, postpone no, no, no. it? I postponed. I postponed like I am postponing, okay. for example, Libya or Chad or South Sudan. Yeah. Why are you postponing Chad? Chad's not that bad. Because of the kilometer. Maybe if I am in Khartoum, maybe I can try to go all the west to, to Niamena. But because of the... I am very, I'm very tired. 
the way I have been doing this in the last four years, people, they don't want to cooperate sometimes, they act like difficulties, they don't want to empower the society, the, the communities where they are, and I don't have a lot of time to spend in all those countries. So when I find the right person, the experience is huge, better. Uh, TVs, uh, people coming to enjoy the, the, the activities, we go to universities or to basketball team, to federation, to a cultural association. And then the goal is to bring them back to Spain when they show the creativity, the affection, the cooperation, when they give feedback to the player when they do something good. But if that is not happening, I am exhausted, muy cansado, very tired. Exhausted, And that's why yeah. maybe, claro, exhausted mentally more than mm, physically. Yeah. Because I can tell you that I lost six kilos in the last one year, uh, in the last year, driving. That's about uh, uh, 14 pounds or so, 15 pounds. And you're not that, uh, you don't have that yeah. many uh, pounds to waste or that many kilos to waste. Uh, you are already pretty <laughs> no, thin. No. Um, pretty, so pretty. What, yeah, yeah. one of the things I admire so much about you, Tony, is that you have been pushing this and doing this with very, very little money. Because, you know, some people admire my uh, long trip to all 54 African countries. But, you know, I had not to, to do anything in Africa, you need time and money. You have the time, sort of, but you don't have much money. And somehow, you know, to me, you're an inspiration to all the people who tell me, I can't go to Africa because I don't have enough money. I'm like, well, look at Tony. Tony is getting by with almost nothing. I mean, you are counting every single euro that you have carefully spending it i mean and and yet you're doing it it's amazing uh, what is the, give us an idea of like how carefully you manage your money yeah yeah well uh, to 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 follow that uh, idea uh, i i i have been graduated in three universities um, that means that my family gave me the right position to have my head behind my neck so I already know what it means to be austerity, to use the austerity around the world, not to expend the money in things that they are superficial or materialistic. I have been living five years in New York, three years in St. Louis, Missouri. I have been studying in South Spain, in France. When I am in that evolution is when I am saying, I want to make something from zero, evoluting from nothing to something, but it's going to be real. Why basketball, Tony? What is it about basketball that, you, what is the purpose of your journey? What are you trying mm. to do when you go to each country? The purpose of this and why basketball, it must be connected to my childhood. When I was five years old, the three Magic Kings in Spain, they asked me if I wanted a video game or I wanted a basketball. And when they came to my bed, close to my parents, in Christmas, I took the basketball. For sure, they gave me the, the video games. But I have been attracted by that energy of Michael Jordan or the, the way when you see a playmaker and the basketball is attached to the hand, so it looks like magnetic. Uh, they have that art and that way of provoking, transmitting. In the end, it's a way of transmitting that um, energy uh, when I try basketball, it's because my parents also were connected to that sport when they were young. So, Tony, what do you typically do? Let's say give us an experience of when you were kind of proud of going to a certain country, whether it's Benin or Nigeria or Cameroon or 
uh, Gabon, one of those experiences where you felt that you made a difference and tell us how that happened. Mm -hmm. Well, to make a difference, you have to say hello to every player. Look into the eyes, give the hand, or make a joke like, I want to give the hand, now I don't give it to you, and then they smile, so they see that you are trying to make something different, then we will see what happens in the verbal connection, in the way we propose the activities, but the first surprise, the first moment, the first five minutes are the key, because I see them without shoes, without basketball shoes, and I ask them, and they are not ashamed, they are saying, yeah, no, I don't have now shoes. And they are enjoying the same. Yeah, it's amazing. When I was watching a lot of people playing football and so and soccer, you know, football, soccer, they will go with these like these plastic shoes. You know, these it looks like a, I don't know, they're plastic shoes. You've seen them. Do they play basketball on, with those plastic shoes too? Yeah, and they don't see they don't see themselves as inferior when they play with close to somebody with a new Nikes or Reebok. They just continue. Um, in July, in the end of July, I can reach to Cairo and put my car in, in a boat and continue to, to the east and north Europa. That is also the, the purpose of this project. That's why it's called Afro Europa, to make one basketball activity or educational in, in Europa and Africa, all the countries. So okay, so right now, help help the listeners understand a little bit exactly what you're doing, because I think for some of them, that's still not clear. It's like you contact uh, a sports agency, a basketball association in a particular African country, and then you organize an event. Is that how it works? Sí, una, una agencia, no. It's not an agency, but it's an uh, institution. The best of the time, the, the, the best, if I can reach the public institutions, it would be great. When I cannot reach to public institution because I support this, the, the public system of uh, health and education in any country, I think it's very important for the difference economical and social economic. So when I cannot reach to that public institution, I move myself driving around the country, driving around the cities, looking for the people, opening my car, showing the picture, the material, the basketball, the cones, everything. And they mm. get like, wow, you are coming from Spain to here. Okay. So, but again, I am trying to understand what is, if I was sitting in the car with you, and then you contact, I'm trying to understand on a practical level, what is actually going on. We're in the car together, you and me, Tony. We're driving to Gabon or whatever. And then what happens? We meet with the Minister of Sports and Education, maybe. And then you organize an event, is it? Uh, where we get around and we play basketball, one team against another. Uh, or is it like to teach people how to play basketball better? What's the, the actual practical real life situation. I know you go up there and you shake their hand and say hi and all that stuff. You you have a good connection. But then what is kind of like, why does somebody say, I want to work with Tony? I use my orientation to drive with my car. Like you say, it can be the office of the ministry. It can be mm -hmm. the, the basketball court of the San Joseph school. Or it can be the, the public uh, um, high school in, in the capital of uh, in Libreville. So when you meet with those person, in the first five minutes, there is adrenaline. There is like exciting, wow, it's impossible. You are coming here. I don't even know the place where you have been driving in my country. You have been driving where, to places that I don't even know. 
the more we are talking and 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 then they they, they become interested and they say yeah we have uh, under level we have senior we have a local league you can play with them if you want uh, but maybe we don't have a lot of basketball we have maybe three basketball do you have something in the car there are many questions about the and then i just need to tell them i need person and then they get confused Oh, but you need person. What do you mean by person? Yeah, we have one basketball team. Okay, so okay, so take me to the basketball court. As I show you in the email, in the credential, you can see with a federation of many countries on the 74 that I have been before. They can see picture in NBA All Stars, so they can imagine how it is to put the the, the keys with with me, even if they don't ask me for the curriculum. That they have the right to to do that. Because nobody has the right to work with under level uh, uh, with kids. It's very important to, to respect that. Uh, and then what we do is to make a program in case that they want to host me a few days, uh, two weeks, or only one night, and then connect me with the next town where I can sleep. You told me, or you told you told to the audience about how important it is to to make a program in Africa by yourself or, or by social project, non-profit, without money. So if you don't have money, you have to ask for help. It can be that, that you don't have money or it can be that is your moral values. If you want to help people, the, the people also want, uh, how do we say in English, they must be willing to help you, right? I can check the Facebook, the Instagram profile. I have message from people from Morocco, Mauritania, Mali, Senegal, all the countries that I cross. At least one person is still in contact with me. Not necessarily the coach or the president of the federation. That's many of them, they are corrupted, looking only for the personal interest and how they can get advantage of me. So that's why I don't. I am very explicit in their face. I can tell them what other people they don't want to say, and it's very funny. I use the comedy. And what is that that other people don't want to say to a? Well, if they are living, that is good uh, to say because if they don't want to say, it means that maybe they can call you that you are cynic. Many people they tell me you are a cynic. Yeah, the cynic people sometimes they have the brave. They are brave enough to tell you in your face the thing that the other don't want to do it because they are scared. In this society, you, the person did you become sorry. more cynical since you started this trip? No, no. I trust the human more than before. Even if I mm. have been with my family helping with hospitality, with a traveler, with a bicycle, or looking for a shower, or asking for direction in the south of Spain. That's why I have been trusting humans since unnecessarily changed dramatically my life. It has been evolving from Spain to France, from France to USA, then traveling to Colorado. The people tell me, we're in Colorado, baby. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you talk to them, you enjoy. They tell you how to go to Iowa. And then you are in Africa and you see that they need less. They need less to, 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 mm -hmm. to, to be happy, to enjoy. They need less. So if they need less... For sure, you also require less for them. Uh, the, 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 the price of the gas in Norway is not the same the price of the gas in Sudan. Uh, the, the way they eat is very simple in many places. In other places, they don't want to share with somebody in the same plate, in the same dish. So being cynical uh, is what the other can interpret. I don't consider my, myself cynical, but explicit. I, I am very explicit because of the efficiency of my time. So if I don't know if I will meet that guy tomorrow, I will tell them the reality because I see 
with my own eyes. I am legitimated to, to see if they use the, the player to promote themselves or they are, because it's not the same to, to, to use a, a person. It's like marketing. It's like exploding. I want to, 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 to empower the local people because they got the key to change the society for the next generation. Not for them, but for the next generation. And do you think that the next generation will change African society? If the government is also changing by the way that the generation is educating, no, it's like now we are with 30, 40, 50 years old. We are not the new generation. But if to the people with 15, with 10, with 8, we talk and we educate we, in a system, not me and you, because we have been a, a period of time very short in, in, in the life of Africa. And also the life is, is very short. But the system of education in the countries, when they consider themselves to be a open and civilized country, they have to modify every year. They have to evolve on the system of education. Uh, that's the only way to, to look for the people on the street and they are not asking for you. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. No, they can tell you, hello, how are you? Enjoy my country. They don't need to use the charity. Now, what did you tell the people in Kenya that you would do for them? Would you organize basketball games for them? Would you coach the people how to become better basketball players? It's something that I am still uh, evoluting in the idea. Because uh, if I contact to be in China in the World Cup in 2019 with the global marketing FIBA, uh, director, uh, he also is telling me to be focused. What do they do? How do they do? What kind of court they have? How many basketball they have? If they don't have uh, basketball, only two basketball and 40 person, how can I create a practice with two basketball and 40 person? It's impossible. So what do you do? Because I imagine that most most places outside of South Africa and other rich countries, uh, I imagine most places they don't have much more than two or three basketballs. I don't think they. For I, sure. I don't think. But what I do is to create something from nothing. The the way to to express to themselves that we can do, um, uh, for example, one activity where they are running in one place and, and another place, and the purpose is not the basketball dribble. And I can tell them that basketball is a sporting. It requires generosity and cooperation. How many basket? How many players they are on the court? There are five, and only one is dribbling. So when you explain them that four of them they need to help the person with the basketball, we can do other things um, without dribbling the basketball, without moving with a basketball in your hand. What is your hope then to achieve from? All the things that you're doing in Africa, what would you, what do you, what is your what would make you feel good that you say okay, this was worth it after finishing or yeah in the after present. finishing after uh -huh. finishing well after finishing well I always say that I don't uh, well we are going to die for sure <laughs> and we will have a legacy but it's funny for me to compare with Bob Dylan the artist. Because he is still traveling in a tour that himself he's calling the tour a, no, a never-ending tour tour with a track he is doing the concert and is full he can go to a stadium with thirty thousand uh, people playing the the music and he is losing the voice but the hope of him for sure is a marketing strategy and he is getting money but he is. Um, 
provoking a change. The talent he got is allowing the other people to create another thing, to, 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 to spread the energy to the next and to the next and to the next. That's why they say the la canción del verano, the, the song of the summer is not um, important. It's something that is staying no, in the history. And again, I have to repeat the same and again to repeat the same. Every time I have to repeat myself that it is something positive for the people that they are meeting with me. If not, why I am coming from Spain to South Africa and then all the way to Norway and come back to Spain without getting money, losing my weight uh, out from my family, uh, risking my life, going to jail, deported or intimidated. It doesn't make sense if you don't enjoy what you do. That's certainly true. Um, what advice would you give people who are thinking about traveling overland to Africa? First of all, inform yourself. Uh, where do you want to go? Uh, even if you go to your next neighbor in the city of Madrid, uh, Nevada, in Las Vegas, when you go to somewhere, uh, you, you can be ignorant or you can be stupid also. España wants to say to France, no, don't go to France. They, they, they neighbor, they are dangerous. Um, USA is telling, no, don't go to Mexico. They, we are going to make a war. Uh, Mexico is going to say, no, don't go to Guatemala. Brazil is going to say, no, don't go to Argentina. So it's curious that we don't want to deal with the neighbor, but we want to go all uh, all the way along, uh, um, very far, to to find something that maybe what you want to find is yourself. Uh, not just going far, 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 far. That's true. That's very true. Sometimes we do uh, value the distance when sometimes things are right underneath our noses. That's why I encourage people to just walk around their neighborhood. And a lot of times people don't even know their own neighborhood. <laughs> what What is the um, reason that somebody, Tony, should donate? Let's say somebody says, you know, I, I like your cause. I like that you're going out there and getting people to exercise outside to cooperate to play basketball and you're using that as a medium and they want to help you out and they want to do something to help you out how can they either follow you or how can they help you out to complete your quest to yeah. get you all uh -huh. the way back to your yeah for sure to to complete the quest is something that i am doing uh, um, uh, i made not i am doing is open it's a profile in instagram called afro-american quillo Maybe we can spell for the... No, no, I'll just put it on the links uh, in the in the podcast notes, but basically it's Afro-American, Q-U-I-L-L-O, but I'll send it, I'll put it on the notes there. And that's one place, that's probably the best place that they can follow you, right? Yeah, when they follow that, Instagram is allowing to send direct message, what... To check the picture, the energy when we are doing the basketball program, uh, to exercise in different places, and then come together to that festival in 2020 as a as a not a donator but a, as a character, as a main character. Because what if that person that wants to contribute with two thousand dollars is uh, in a way to motivate talking about medicine or about traveling? Uh, I will invite them to be in a symposium, in a conference, in, in a in a dialogue with all those players from all the countries in a festival with those side activities mm, similar to basketball, but without the basketball, because we are enriching the other. We're recording this in June 2019. Uh, what month do you expect to be back in Europe? Uh, I don't want to say nothing, Francis, but I will take the quest, I will say the end of July in Egypt. 
the beginning of December in Spain. Excellent. Well, Tony, I really admire your courage. You've been able to do this with a very, very limited budget, which is extremely difficult to do in Africa. It throws a lot of curveballs at you the entire journey. And like you say, you kind of indicated it too. It can be exhausting. Africa can, there's so many good things about Africa, but sometimes the logistics of just getting from point A to point B and getting through all the bureaucracy that is often thrown at you is so challenging that you can really feel at times to quit. I remember when I talked to you when you were at uh, in Kinshasa and uh, Brazzaville, it was just, you were really at a low point there. I think you're almost on the verge of quitting, but you didn't. And after about several weeks, yeah, after several weeks, you finally pushed through and somehow got through the DRC onto Angola. For example, in, in Congo, I think to, to finish to the people that they are listening, Congo, if you, are, if you want to go to Africa, but you don't go to Congo, you will never know Africa. Yeah, it's an important component. It certainly is. That's for sure. It is. And it's something that often people skip. Or other times, there's people that only go to Congo, I and mean, that's all they see. You know, they're they're the journalist or the uh, relief worker, and then they run there, and then they think Congo is Africa. But they, well, it's just a piece. But it's an important piece. Uh, we live by, by moments. We don't live by age. And that moment in my life uh, is like you say, why I am going to quit when I am here? It's like they say, Alicia Keys. If you make it in New York, you make it anywhere. So if I make it in Kinshasa, don't come to me as a, a secretary of an embassy tell me that I am not allowed to, to continue my trip. You, you don't know who I am. Yeah, it's true. It is certainly a, a baptism by fire. And I apologize for the noises in the background. You are staying in an African house, and African houses in general have a lot of people. And there's always noise. There's people going back and forth, in and out, children, all that stuff. And that concludes this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel technology and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about, or if you'd like to comment on the show, or if you'd like to ask me a question, then go to wanderlearn.com and click on the latest episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. Here's one last reason to remember F Tapon. If you like what I do and want to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash, yep, you guessed it, ftapon. That's where you can pick up some sweet rewards for as little as $1 a month. And remember, subscribing to the WanderLearn podcast helps, but downloading each episode helps even more. Please share the podcast, review it, and sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. This show was edited by Rejoice Tapon. The music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon, encouraging you to wander and learn.